Patriots. So I've kind of made a little bit of a schedule change, or and it's going to be permanent. Sunday night show is now going to be Peace Be Still. And I'll tell you, it just came a lot from an amazing wing weekend of kingdom work. And God's just been doing download after download. And what I really realized is we need something Sunday night that just gets into Bible and application, fearlessness, and really how this whole thing is going to be fighting for God, not fighting for ourselves. And there's just that encapsulates a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm going to kind of keep it focused right there. And I think we're just going to have a great, great series of shows now because it's just kind of a change up. Sunday night's shows have kind of been this blend of, you know, we bring in some, I usually bring in a little bit of politics, like from the weekend and touch a little bit. But it doesn't really have it hasn't had a unique flavor. And the thing that really bothered me the most is we get politics five days a week. And what we need is kingdom business in one show. And so Sunday nights is going to be kingdom business and we're into kingdom business tonight. With that said, it is also going to be a time that we have to be preparing. So I'm really going to encourage you all to make sure your preps are up, making sure your stocks are up. And we have My Patriot Supply now. 
available to all of Bards Nation with amazing discounts, 20% off on their high-quality products. And make sure and check that out. You can just head on over. All these links are always below the podcast. And the thing to understand is any of the sponsors or people we, I promote here are all intentional. It's not random. And my Patriot Supply is one I'm really happy to have on board. You head on over to preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. You're going to get 20% off on the three-month supply box or supply kit that they have. And that's a one-person meal supply for three months. And really, in all seriousness, it's, it's essential that you do the evaluations on what you have. And I would get one of those for each member of the family. It's a, it's a buy and forget type deal. And it really is going to make sure you're good. For whatever is coming, at least you've got a three-month baseline to work from. And even if you've already got a ton of stuff, which we do, even adding these in the, into that mix is just giving you more security. And it's giving us more ability to work within our communities and really be that cheerful giver in helping in times of distress, which is really how we build kingdom. So preparewithbards.com, that gets you the free or they gets you free shipping and 20% off. So check it out. You won't be disappointed. Patriots, I want to talk a little bit about today one of the biggest traps. I, I mean, I've been praying all weekend and working in the garden and just having an amazing time, and God's been downloading, <laughs> like big time. And it's awesome. And I love when he does that. And it came to some a, pro, a project that I'm working on, which I'm not going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about it down the way. I'm just telling you what I'm going to tease you with. I'm just going to tell you the offensive is getting ready to launch. And God has, has been waiting and is waiting eagerly in the wings for like people to wake up to realize some fundamental truths. And, I'm, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We are living in a broken system. It's a fallen system. Everything about this system is centered on the principle that value in everything that is created by God has a dollar figure on it. I got this text earlier and it's, it's, this is kind of like where we are right now. Right. And it's, it says that the price, and this is, this was the, the meme because it's showing the wood for sale in Italy. Firewood. The price of anti-Russian sanctions for Europe, the cost per cubic meter of firewood is in Italy is 350 euros. Everything has a price. Everything. Everything we do has a price. And that's not God's world. In fact, it's Babylonian. And so what we do is we create this, this unbelievable narrative, which we are destroying God's potential. And even at certain points, we're even limiting how we can, how God can hear our prayers. So here's what we do. This is so typical and we all do it. I've done it. I do it. I'm changing like immediately, but this is what we do. We're like, okay, I need to, God, I need you to help me. I'm praying how I can pay my mortgage or God, I have this project and I'm praying and this is what I need. It's going to cost this much. And it cracks me up because, and I mean, it's, it made me laugh when it when when I was just revealed. It's like we are literally praying to heaven for God to for us to play in a Babylonian system. Money is Babylonian by nature. 
And it's a debt system. It's a debt enslavement system. So we're sitting here praying to God to go, okay, God, we need you to give us money from heaven. And then we're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to get through this. And sometimes you hear people like, my prayers weren't answered. The worst part about that whole thing is we start something and God inspires us in our heart. And we say, okay, okay. We're going to go, but, and we add the, but, and we say, but it's going to cost us $50,000. And then we go, I don't think I can do that. And we kill it. See, this is the trap that's been made in this world with this architecture of this Luciferian system. And they've created it so that we absolutely channel everything that God created into a monetary value. And in doing so, we self-defeat. Now, I'm not, I'm not giving you the, this, this is not a positive to, but I want you to understand what, the, what these Luciferian freaks are doing. They, they know this truth because what they do is they abide by their, I don't even know how to say this right. They abide by their artificial God, which is Lucifer. And one of the big things they they do is they, they're always doing some sort of sacrifice in their life for that God, but they're not trying to limit what Lucifer is doing. They're being obedient to what they're being called to do because they know that in the obedience, they will gain power. That, well, they don't say they know, but that's what they believe. And they will gain power as demigods. That's their promise. That's what they believe. And they themselves will become gods and they become obedient to the rituals of blood sacrifice and all of this to gain power, but they're not putting money value on it. They just know that money and wealth will come because in their world, it's all material and it's all physical. The crazy part is that they've turned that on us. And the worst part about it is we've gone, yeah, that's cool. We'll do that. And this is what they've done. They say, and this is where, in, in the Christian community, it's the worst. You're not worthy. You have to always work in a legalist way in the, in the scriptures to find out what you can't do. People are constantly afraid of doing something wrong. So they don't, they're always worried about the negative rather than embracing the positive and the glory of the, of, of the Holy Spirit. And then... Everything becomes quantified by money. So when you add all those things up and someone says, like, God puts on your heart, start a business, and we go, okay, we got to do a business plan. I'm going to have to get financing. I have to go into debt. God, I don't have the money. And we just put a blockade to what needs to happen. And here we are trying to fix a world, and we're trying to go into a world right now and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to fix the world, and we're going to make it the world, but we're, we're going to still, we're going to pray for money. We're going to pray for an unlimited wealth. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. Pray for unlimited wealth from heaven. Heaven doesn't need money. God creates everything for life. There's no money value on anything in our world. We did that or we accepted that contract. So I want you to take this to heart. You can take it to prayer. This is, I'm literally, I mean, this was my download from God. I'm sharing it tonight. Take it, deal with it. But I'm going to tell you personally, myself, I was talking to 
Pastor Brad Cummings today. I was talking to other people, and they were just like totally on board with this idea. And this is literally what I've kind of been living my life like, but never with this much intention. And now going forward, it's 100% this much intention. And it's the framework of doing business in kingdom, in kingdom business. It begins with that inspiration. We get an idea. And that idea should always be tied to one simple thing. Father, how can I serve you better? Father, how can I serve you better? That's where it begins. And so when we do that, and we get it in, that inspiration is there or it is enhanced or it's a new inspiration, then the next thing has to be, am I hearing you clearly? We have to, there has to be some validation and verification, especially as we're working along and we're trying to get to a deeper relationship with, with Christ and, and, and in the Father. We're having to literally relearn our skills on how to hear him because we have been so deafened by this mass level of propaganda, noise, cultural stupidity, I can go on the list. And we have willfully accepted that there's so many other things that are important to us. 5,000 things going on. And we have so often put our other things before Father. So in this process, it begins with, how can I serve you better, Father? And then as we get this inspiration, and it's always, in, it'll be put into your heart. Then the next question is, am I hearing it clearly? That's verification. From there, it's the process of making the plan to answer the question of what and why. What is it we're doing and why? And then checking with Father like this. I've developed a plan. How does this look? This is the conversation we're having. And as we get answers, we make adjustments, we adapt to what the direction is. It's back again. How does this look, Father? And when we get the okay, the only thing we need to do then is like, okay, let's go. Point me and I will run. But we already have that direction. And the other thing is the minute that we get that inspiration, it has already begun. See, what we tend to do is like this. We're like, okay, I've got an idea. I'm going to pray on it. And then I'm going to ask for money. And then I'm going to wait. It's going to begin once I get funding. That is not the way God works. God works with, here's the inspiration. Now take what I've given you and run. Because it's not about money. It's about trusting in him. And as we go, resources will be provided. But we, resources in our world always translates to money. And we make this trip all the time. And when we do, it's literally like getting kicked off the path. And we limit Father and what he can do in our lives because we're channeling towards one focus. It has to be money. Money isn't even heavenly. And to be honest, I'm not even sure that when we're praying for money that it can even be heard because there can be no sin around God. And we're sitting here going, ah, I need money, I need money. And it's like, hey, dude. Like, um, that's Babylonian. It's not of my world. So as we change our paradigm of how we're operating in the world, we start to change the power of how God can work in the world through us. 
and it takes away, like, you know, you, you've heard of the, what is it, the, uh, it's the Creflo Dollar Get Rich Prophecies Ministries. And it drives me nuts. You know, it's like, let's pray for a jet for $100 million. And then it gets reinforced because in their mind, like, well, we raised $100 million, so that's God blessing us. God doesn't bless with money. God bless with the resources you need as nothing to do with money. And however that takes the form, right? So say you're, say you're working on a project. You're gonna, you want to acquire a piece of land to build a faith center. And we visualize that in the way we normally visualize that is that piece of land is going to cost X and we're going to need to raise that amount of money to build this faith center. But God may provide that by saying, this person has a piece of land they're going to let you use. And this person over here has extra building materials that they want to be part of this project and they want to build it for you, what you need. And that has nothing to do with dollars. Sure, you can put a dollar value on it, but it has nothing to do with dollars. And the value is artificial. In fact, when we put a value on something in this world, we put a death sentence on it. Think about this. We go in and we buy a product. Go buy some, well, a piece of stereo gear. And you're going to spend $2,000 on an amp. And you're going to get a warranty. And you're going to want to know how long that warranty is because you know that the product's going to fail at some point. Everything about that product is designed about we're trying to make the best investments to protect our investment because we know it's going to die at some point. If we buy wood, a natural material, if we buy land, if whatever, we're always trying to figure out what the cost is, what's the value of, and it's always got a terminal point in this. There's a death sentence put on that the minute we put a value on it. Value, heavenly value, is our stewardship for Father. Heavenly value is how we enhance the stewardship for the kingdom. It has nothing to do with death. In fact, the cycles of life are built into that, but it has nothing to do with a monetary value. And so as we move along in a project, once we begin with the answering of the what and the why of the project, now we have the vision. And the vision is, as we're sharing that with Father, that's the shared vision that we're working together on. We're working together on these things. I don't care if it's, you're going to start a bread baking business or you're going to do a, an organizing of, for kids and um, like homeschooling in your neighborhood. You want, to, you want to do assistance for people to help start gardens, whatever that is. We have to strip away the money aspect to this. Someone asked me a while back, it's like, how do I do this? How do I make a jump over here and not lose all my wealth? And it's like, those two are incompatible. You have to decide if you're going to follow wealth or follow God. And when you make that pivot, it doesn't mean it's going to be a smooth pivot. I'm going to be clear about this because it depends on how much, how where you sit in that relationship with Father, how much trust you put in him. There's all sorts of factors, and not everything is equal. 
And we also have to change expectations because people are coming from an inflated place. Say that someone's making 20000 a month in a job and suddenly they're going to switch over here and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything now abiding by father. And suddenly they find out that all they're scraping together is 2000 a month. Well, that ha- there's no relationship there. What the relationship is is what's the value in the kingdom. I mean, here, here's another piece. Consider, and I'm paraphrasing from the phrase, but don't store your don't store your wealth where it can be can gain rust. Put your wealth into heaven. Patriots, the only bank we have that counts on anything is heaven's bank. Everything else is just temporary and it's wasteful and it doesn't have any value. Because we're not of this world. We are literally here gaining the experience in a physical form because we are going to be going to a greater realm, a greater existence with Father God. And that's where the material world anchors us in the most horrid ways because we we become consumed instead of living as spiritual beings in this world as emissaries and disciples of God. We end up living in this world as consumers of Walmart, Target, Costco, Amazon. And none of that's transitioning to heaven, just so I say it. And none of those efforts are transitioning to heaven. I'm willing to bet you that when you go to heaven, your Costco card is not going to work. And membership does not transfer. So the whole point of this is we have become deeply embedded in wealth and material wealth and the wealth of the Babylonian system. And wealth in the kingdom begins with these words, Father, how can I serve you better? And wealth grows in the kingdom when we pursue our love in Jesus and we pursue our love and service to God. God will take care of us but all of that is ancillary to where our pursuit is. If we spent as much time loving Jesus, worshiping Jesus, and, and pursuing Father as we do worrying about our 401ks and our bank balances, we'd be amazed at how this world would change overnight. So imagine starting a business. And we start this business and we say, okay, we're going to do two two pathways. One pathway is the conventional pathway of this world. That business is going to look like this. I'm going to come, I'm going to get a name, I'm going to get a URL, I'm going to write a, a brief business plan. I'm then going to look at finances, how what, what I can afford to do. I'm going to scale my business efforts according to exactly what my budget is. I've got to cut out a, a profit margin for myself, figure out how I'm going to do all this. And then somewhere along the way, if I'm if I have my if I've accepted Christ in this world, I'm going to say, "Okay, Christ, can we bless this business?" Let's look at it kingdom way. Father, how can I serve you better? Inspiration comes. All right, Father, this is what I've understand the inspiration to be, and I've written out the what and the why. My, that work has now begun. That we are over on the other side. We're waiting until we get all these details in place, and then we're going to, at the last minute, we're going to try to pray for blessings on it, and then we're going to figure out how we're going to start it. When we work with Father, the minute that we come to that initial understanding, that project has begun. He's there, and that's how he's pushing to us. 
And now everything in our efforts go to that because now we're serving him. And part of that is the ability for us to let go of these fears, which there are tons of, about what about money? What about money? I, I, I'm telling you, I just talked to somebody recently and they're like, man, I, I have so much to say about my relationship with God and I, I'm, I've got some other businesses going, but I want to do this podcast and I want to start advertising right away. And I said, well, then you're already off to the wrong start. Because if you've started something like that with the intention of what it's going to bring to you in a financial return, you're already starting on the wrong foot with Father God. And that's the problem we have. And it is the ultimate trap because it happens everywhere. And we're all guilty of it. But when we shift this over and we start putting our focus on how we can serve you better, Father, And we start to build our plans through there and trust in that walk. And now as we work this project, imagine doing, well, imagine doing a film project and you're like, okay, I've got this great idea. God's put this on my heart. And then suddenly you go, oh my goodness, look at all the equipment I'm going to need and the studios I'm going to need. Man, this is going to be a $10 million budget. I'm going to have to pray on whether I get $10 million. It is, it's almost ridiculous when you think about it, of how willfully we've accepted that paradigm and how absolutely wrong it is within the framework of heaven and the spiritual realm. Babylon is like, I'm going to pray that Babylon will get stronger in my life. That's essentially what we're saying. On the other hand, if we frame it out and we're like, okay, here's the, here, here it is. As much as as more is given, and as much is given, more is asked. I mean, we, we have to be we have to earn that trust with God. And the idea is given, and we start to walk that way. And not everything is going to be fruitful financially. But kingdom business doesn't have anything to do with money. Kingdom business is about kingdom business. That's God business. And we have to get in our understanding that everything that we're working on in our life, one way or another, is tied to kingdom business. And when we let go of the financial issues, and it's, I'm not telling you this is easy, by the way, but I will tell you I have walked this way predominantly for five years now, and I've just been stunned every time I've gone that made this step to just how it works. And it constantly, just like, man, I was perfect. Thank you, God. How did that work out? Well, it's because the focus is on him, not the focus on the ROI. And as we build this model and we start to get away from this, as you imagine this film project, which can be applied to anything or any business, any business you're doing, once you get to the who or the what and the why, the first next thing we want to do is we want to jump down and go, okay, well, now now let's talk about money. No, 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 no. Let's talk about implementation. Let's talk about what the operations look like. Let's talk about where you want to begin first. Let's talk about where you can begin first. Every, every project has a point to begin that costs absolutely nothing, just to be clear. But we try to jump into the money right away. And that's not where we need to be. As we move along, there's a point where we have to do inventory because that becomes part of, Christ even said that, there's a point where we have to do inventory 
and that matters, but it's not at the beginning. And as we move along, it's the inventory of the things and support and, and resources that God rains down upon us. So let's take a, this film project. Let's say that you've come up with all these cameras you need and all this equipment and you make this hard list. It's like, okay, I need this, 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 this. And you've just come up with this because you've got the experience. Well, there's a couple of problems right away. Number and we have this big budget. This budget comes out to like $1 million in equipment. And that's cheap for some films. And you're like, wow, okay. All right, God, I need a million dollars. Versus, all right, Father, this is how we see the operations going. Now let's have, let's have these exchange in prayers where I can start to see how you see this project evolving in resources. And that's a dialogue because I have experience and he has, he has wisdom to add. And pretty soon we evolve all this equipment, but don't put a dollar figure on it. Don't. That's the trap. Literally. It's the snare because the minute that happens, all we do is we obsess about the dollars and I swear we will tell ourselves that it can't be done because it's too big. And I don't know how many, I would just, I would imagine if we were to do a true inventory of the amount of inspirations that God has put on people's heart and the number of times people have turned it down or said no to themselves because the dollar figure is too high, it would shock us all as to how much effort God has tried to put into this world to inspire and to lift and how we have all failed because we kill it by putting a dollar figure on it. So back to that film example. Let's say that the real value of the equipment is a million dollars. But what we don't factor in is God can do things like this guy over here has a warehouse of equipment. And he's wanting to do be connected deeper to kingdom work. And this person over here is awakening to Jesus. And he wants to be involved in a project that is part of kingdom work. And he brings those two people into your life. And pretty soon that guy with the warehouse says, hey, dude, love your film idea. I've got a whole warehouse of equipment. If you just want to go through, you can use it. Don't worry about it. Just use whatever you need. And this other guy says, man, I'll tell you what, I've been so dying to be part of a project. Can I just be part of this project with you? And suddenly, like, your $5 million budget just went because God provided resources, not money. We can't limit father and the trap of this system of money is doing it to us all the time. Everything we do, we tell ourselves, like, look, just look at this. Like we get on our heart. We need to get something like God says, all right, puts on your heart. You need to get some new garden equipment. And we're like, okay, well, I only have $5 in my, in my jar and I've got, $200 in my bank account. I can't do it. And we kill it. <laughs> and it's amazing because that wasn't the question. And that wasn't the direction. And as we pray on it and we're led to it, amazing things happen. I, there's someone on this chat the other night, I was just, it was so inspiring, talked about how they were praying on a, they were needing a new car. They were needing a new car, a reliable car, and they were praying on it. And the what part about it, I love this story is they were trusting in God. 
And I read it on chat. I don't know who it was. It was a fantastic story because what they said is our neighbor just sold their property and they have a car that they're now gifting to us. And all I have to do is flip the title. They got their new car. They didn't restrict God by going, okay, God, I, I don't, I have to go get a loan for the car and the bank is telling me this. And I don't know if I can do this because I've got to have a down payment. They took all that off the table. We have to break from the paradigm of Babylon. We have got to break from the beast system. And we're in the fallen system right now. And the craziest part about this is as members of the fallen system, we keep saying, okay, God, we're going to rebuild the kingdom in the fallen system. What do you think that sounds like in heaven? They're going to be like, you can just see the, you can just see the communion up there at looking around going, I, hey, God, I know you created these in their image, but these people are really stupid. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, I know. They'll wake up someday. Don't worry. We have got to be able to move in this world with such a trust in him that this system that they've convinced us of, they've narrowed down everything of value in God's world to a dollar or some function of a dollar. That's massive success on their behalf. And it's, it's almost, it's such a perfect psyop when you look at it. They catch you right from the beginning. Because in the obedience of worrying all the time about what we're going to do wrong in the kingdom and always worried about what missteps we're going to make and always convincing ourselves that we can't, we've shot our whole opportunity with the potential of heaven in our lives and God's and the Holy Spirit because we keep telling ourselves we can't and the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us we can't. And it's all from this group of Luciferians that run this world that have masterfully done this because I go back to where I was a bit ago. When you look at how they live, they live in obedience. They live in a blind trust. They live with blood sacrifices to gain their power, which is unbelievably gross. And they trust in Satan, Lucifer, Baal, Moloch, whatever variation they're doing to deliver them blessings as long as they abide. Patriots, I've said this before, and it's one of the most disheartening parts of our world that those of the dark Lord that rule this world have more obedience to their God than we do to the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. And it stuns me. And then they architecture this whole thing to tell us what our relationship in this world is, what our relationship to God is, and we say, yes. They say, you can't get a job unless you go through our schools and indoctrination, and we say, yes. They say, you can't retire unless you work hard and save money in a 401k. We say, yes. We, they say, you can't do any project or any business unless you go through these sorts of rules and you have this much money to start and you have this much credit line and ideally you're going to have this credit score and we say yes. Last time I checked, there's not any reference to that in scripture. 
And so if I'm wrong, please let me know because I haven't seen anything about a social credit score, credit score, bank balance, debt in the positive like we need it because everything else is about what we shouldn't be doing. And they've turned it into a positive yes in our life because we've willfully accepted their contract. Which means by contract, in our free will, we've agreed to work within the beast system, the fallen system. And then, I mean, I'll take it even a step further. We literally have the audacity to pray to God and say, we need resources to continue to participate in the fallen system. I'm <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, when you look at the news... And you read the news and you see how insane the world is. There's literally a moment right now that we have to take a breath and we're going to be honest and look in the mirror and go, yeah, I don't know who's crazier. Them who are in the light or us that have willfully told the one God, the living God, the God of hosts, who's created all things that yeah, we know you told us you'll provide everything, but, and we put a but in it, but we need more money to work in the beast system. And that right there, that one piece right there, chokes down the Holy Spirit, chokes down everything that we try to do within God's realm because we're doing it, not God. We have to change this game. We have to turn on the offensive. And turning on the offensive isn't getting more ammo and getting a a better trigger pull. Turning on the offensive is understanding where this beast system begins in our life and turning away from it to turn to Father God in all things. And then understanding, and this is one I'm going to leave you with tonight, If you look at Old and New Testament, there's one extremely profound reality that jumps out. In the Old Testament, much of the warfare was done in a form or another of physical and in the blade of steel. But Christ came and has shown us a way through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that place of power of the Holy Spirit, It's a profound thing that we are in an information and spiritual war. And our warfare has to be mastered in the spiritual plane. And we're already jumping out of that trying to worry about when the revolution is going to start. We have got to drill in hard in understanding what these control mechanisms are that are literally spiritual that we've embraced in our life. And we have to break those contracts. We have to reclaim dominion over that. And we have to re-secure our lives to secure ourselves and take our dominance over dominion because we've been given that by Christ. And as we do that and unhook and disconnect from all of these things that we have willfully accepted, and the biggest one being our relationship with money and our hindering of God, I'm telling you, the heavens will open. And we are talking about allowing the Holy Spirit a powerful way through each and every one of us. And by the way, that does not translate to 
you getting a cool jet, getting a brand new car, getting some mansion on the hill. I'm not talking about any of that. That's all material nonsense that literally in certain areas within the Christian movement become idolized. And it's the most despicable and disgusting example of Pharisees in action that we could ever imagine. We are talking about eyes on Father, through Christ to the Father, and asking and beginning that question on every single thing we do. How can I serve you better? And letting him hear that pursuit of love and letting him pour out all that he has to give us and support us as we move. And I'm going to tell you, we do that and we detach away from what's my bank account to what's, what, how do I serve you better, Father? You're talking about a tectonic shift in the entire way this world operates. I don't know where it goes, but I'll tell you what. It's sure as heck isn't going to be where we were. And I don't see any downside on it. Because our eyes are on God first on all things. And the question we're always putting first is, how can I serve you better, Father? That's a win-win. And it's getting, it's, if you're going to get, quote, financial about it, because you're worried about your ROI or what your investments are going to be, let me tell you, that one right there, without trying to diminish in any way the beauty of telling Father you love him and pursuing him, you're, you're putting your life's investment to where it needs to be, into heaven, not into this pit that we're working in right now, this pit of vipers that's all around us. So, thoughts to consider. We're working on a big project right now, which we'll talk more about in the months to come. It just started. But I'm telling you, the entire orientation of this project was shaped by this. And it's a big project coming. And I'm excited about it. I've prayed on it, prayed on it all weekend. It's coming. And this framework is what came out of it. And when we're starting here like this, and I look back on how my life has been running in the last five years, and it's been in a form of this, but never this focus and this intent. I'm all on this train. This is for me, this is the Jesus God train right here. This is the kingdom train. And that's the only train we need to be on right now. The fallen system is the fallen system. The only way to fix it is to tear it down. It's corrupt to its very core from the very inception of where it began. Over here is this other world the kingdom system. And again, it opens the door with the simple words, Father, how can I serve you better? Let's pray. Lord, tonight I'm, I'm going to begin just with a personal prayer that I want others to hear, but I just want to thank you with all my heart for this unbelievable kingdom download that's happened all weekend, the blessings that you've given with the image and understanding of some of the biggest pitfalls that sit before myself and many others. And Father, I have made these errors, and so please forgive me for my sin. I have made these errors of putting money before kingdom. 
So, Father, hear my heart, and whoever else wants to join in this, hear my heart. That I have made these errors, I have made these sins, and I ask for forgiveness. You have opened my eyes to such a tremendous gift of understanding that the root of control upon us begins with this principle that somehow in all of this world, money has to be in the equation. Which in that understanding, Father, you have given such a great insight to realize that there is, it's not money from heaven, but resources are unlimited. So, Father, I just pray that this message tonight in whatever form people want to take it, that they'll at least take this message to prayer to talk to you and have a conversation with you about this. To in each of the lives of those that hear in this message, that they can take it to prayer and ask you to expose and to show each person, each one of us, where these trips have occurred in our life and how we can unhook them, and put our eyes on you. Father, this is all about waging a war. This is all about a massive offensive, and it begins with us understanding where the enemy has taken hold in our lives in the most fundamental ways and is limiting the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit within our hearts. So, Father, tonight, if there's one prayer I have for everyone, It's simply, consider what was shown to me as I have shared. Take it to prayer and ask Father to show you what you need to know from this message. That the kingdom begins with a simple set of words. Father, how can I serve you better? Thank you, Lord, for all you bring. Thank you for all the sacrifices made. Forgive us for missing the most basic and beautiful thing of all that you have always told us that you will provide everything we need if we simply trust in you. And trust cannot be derailed by a limitation that we install, which puts dollars before our love and pursuit and service to you, Father. And so we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. These aren't easy, but they're exciting. We don't unhook right away. But just as Christ said, peace be still, as he was awakened by his panicked disciples, because the storm was raging, and we're reminded in the follow-on words, where is your faith? In everything that we do, Everything is pivoted around a principal issue of our faith. It's a faith so deep, so true, so pure, that we realize that everything around us in this world has been put here by those that mock and hate God to trip us up and to anchor us and to separate us from Father God. And everything that we're supposed to be doing is related to occupying 
expanding and subduing the enemy all through the massive trust and understanding that anything we need, if we are in congruence with God, will be provided. But that doesn't mean we know what it looks like. And it doesn't mean we write the future because we walk by faith, not by sight. This has nothing to do with prosperity gospel. This has everything to do with a love and an unrelenting pursuit of love in Jesus and to the Father in such a profound way that it's literally like you're running naked and God's going like, oh, you need some clothes, you need some shoes, you need this. And we're not even asking because we know that our Father is there. And that is the most profound thing. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us in such an amazing way. He'll never forsake us. We just have to dig in deeper, harder, and run after that. And it's not that God needs us. It's that we need him, and together through him we will win. We are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
chasing mountains I can't climb. Holding out for heroes in the night. I find myself here in the dark. We learn to fight and learn who we are. But I am raised up to face the stars full of light. And we are Sometimes it takes all you get to believe. 